Thank you so much for hitting the play button on your favorite listening device of choice from wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Duff Tyler, and this is A Duff Said. Now, if you're hearing this podcast for the first time in Marysville, some of you might remember me. I used to do highlights of the Marysville Vikings boys and girls basketball teams, I want to say roughly seven, eight years ago. I used to do freelance work for some of the local newspapers in that area, and typically they would assign me Marysville games. So those highlights, they went like this. Opening possession, Devin Falco feeds Peyton Husson a spoonful of awesome sauce, and then it's Falco. She can't get the three to drop. Liz Sturtridge with a try, no good. Husson says, ladies, I got this. Seconds later, Husson disrupts the pass. Natalie Curley with the give to Husson. She scored the game's first six points. On the other end, the Saints' Brooke Mon tries the jumper. Husson says, I'm sorry, but the answer is no. Third quarter, Vikings striking hard, striking fast, no mercy. Husson, she had the bucket, and she would finish the night with 25 points. First quarter, Roseville's Brianna Hodge gets the rebound off her own miss and tosses it back in for two. The Panthers with their only lead of the night, 2-0. Later that quarter, Peyton Husson drops it in like it's hot. And that was the end of the game. Everyone high five and let's go home. Roseville probably wished that was the case. They trailed at that point 13-2, and this long two from Hodge was the Panthers' only bucket in the second period. Senior Shannon Curley of the Vikings, she's calling from downtown and answers. You know, every time she pops a three, Marysville should hand out curly fries. 16-4 Marysville, Devin Valco. Whatever you do, I must do better. Three ball from the corner is good. Then Husson swipes the ball from Roseville. The give to Liz Sturtridge. Circle the bowl and flush it down. Vikings up by 17, and again, it's Valco repeating what someone else just did. She scores, and these guys are anticipating a division title. You know those big heads? Apparently they make good fans, too. Just before the break, Maya Rhodes. Well, she would like to make a contribution to the slaughter. She cans a three to put the Vikes ahead by 22 at the break. Your halftime entertainment, the boys team from Marysville with a shoot around from half court. I guess they anticipated Marine City's defense being that wide in the doubleheader later that night. Second half, Natalie Curley can't beat the double team, so she passes it to the ref. And apparently it's been a while since anyone has made a pass to him. Ah, the things you can laugh about when you're up by 22 points. Shannon Curley from Beyond the Arc. Uh, we're all out of curly fries. Shannon had five triples this night. Now, you know what the band should do at this point? How about a wave? Yay, Pepto-Bismol. The Vikings grab a share of the Mac Gold title for now. Ah, uh, that was fun times shooting video on my phone on the sidelines. Now, if you want to see those highlights or... Duff Lights, as I like to call them, all you have to do is go to my Facebook page, Sports Journalist Duff Tyler. Once you're there, click on the video tab. Now you'll see that I have a lot of videos that I've posted since 2015, so you're going to have to check out those videos as well. Then scroll all the way back to 2015 to see the Marysville videos. Now one of the clips included me using the word awesome sauce. Now, that was a word or phrase that we used back in, I think it was 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. I don't know. Some people might still use that word. I pretty much deleted it from my vocabulary. But I used that word to describe a play in which a player scored in a game for Marysville, and her name 
was Peyton Husson. Peyton Husson was six foot four, and she was a dominant player in the paint for the Vikings. And her mother loved the highlights. She once came up to me after a game, told me how much she appreciated the Duff Lights, and then she looks at me and goes, What does awesome sauce mean? So that was a fun conversation. But she told me how much she appreciated the coverage that I was giving the Vikings and how much she appreciated me doing the Duff Lights. So over the next couple of seasons, I covered Peyton and the Vikings quite a bit. Now in 2016, I had already been a year into my job in Flint. But during her senior year, I decided to make the long drive over from Flint to Marysville on a couple of rough weather days to do this story. Peyton Husson has seen this hardware many times. When you're six foot four, the banners, well, they're kind of hard to miss. The Marysville High School Volleyball Dynasty, undeniable. If you went to a volleyball camp and you saw one of them, it was like you saw a celebrity. But when it comes to the basketball court, Husson is a celebrity in her own right. Her teammates enjoy the height advantage. My coaches always tell me when in doubt, you can just chuck it up high to Peyton and she'll like jump and catch it. So it's kind of like a bailout for us. The Senior Center has helped the Vikings win 71 games in the last four years. But girls basketball at Marysville has not had quite the success that the volleyball program has had. Husson's goal is to change that. For years I've been seeing that poster and like just idolizing those girls and to um, finally be at the same level as them is amazing. Now Peyton herself was a standout volleyball player at Marysville, but basketball was always her sport. And with graduation day rapidly approaching, she would love to get herself a spot up on this wall. But in order to do that, they're going to have to make a big addition to this banner. They're going to have to become the first girls basketball team in Marysville history to win a regional title. Yeah, there's definitely a fire lit inside me to get some kind of championship or some kind of title. We haven't won districts since my freshman year, so that would be the very first hurdle. Shannon Curley and Devin Valco have been her best friends since the third grade. Though Devin says she used to be the taller of the two, she's enjoyed watching Husson grow on the hardwood. Being the shorter, kind of lengthier, little awkward freshman, grow into this strong, powerful senior, it's, I'm very proud of everything and it's been really fun to watch her progress. The trio is hoping that all those years of dedication, those moments together, you can't take any seconds off because that could make or break the game, will lead them to their ultimate goal. Now, if you would like to see the video version of that story, all you got to do is go to my website, aduffsaid.com. Once you're there, click on the Duff's video tab at the top of the page and scroll down for the story, Peyton's Legacy. Now, unfortunately, Peyton Husson's legacy did not include a regional championship. And after Peyton and company left the Vikings, the Marysville girls basketball team still remained a solid program, but the Vikings had not won even a district title until this past season. Marysville finally ended that drought, and then they went on to capture the school's first ever regional championship for girls basketball. Now, although this season ended in a narrow loss to Detroit Country Day in the state quarterfinals, it was an amazing ride for Coach Ryan Ratchy and his girls. And while Coach Ratchy is now getting ready to coach the softball team at Marysville, he recently caught up with me to look back on what the girls' basketball team at Marysville just accomplished, and that conversation starts now.
Coach, what was it about this group that made them the ones to finally bring home a regional championship in girls basketball to Marysville? Well, we were we were definitely blessed with an awesome group of young ladies this year. Uh, many of them were seniors this year. We had eight seniors on our team, and a lot of them started out. I got a chance to coach them when they were fifth graders and get them started and to have that many girls stick with basketball um, and put that time and commitment in through all those years and make it up to varsity is uh, pretty rare. And so it was pretty cool to see them uh, finish out their careers by making school history. You've been coaching for 21 years now, all of them at Marysville, 19 as the varsity head coach. What was this ride like for you as the head coach? Well, we've had you know, a lot of good players that have come through Marysville in the past. We've, um, in recent years, we have had you know, some success winning districts, and we've been to regionals a couple times uh, since I've been here. Uh, and so I've been really fortunate just with the basketball players that were here. Uh, and then just the kind of people that I got to work with. And so, of course, uh, having success on the court and winning the regional was just icing on the cake. I just enjoy the chance to uh, get to work with such amazing people, you know, year in and year out. Now, as a team, I'm sure you and all the girls wanted to win this one for themselves. But was there a part of this group that also wanted to get this for all those Vikings from the past that didn't make it this far? I absolutely believe that we have every year you know we start out and tell them when was the last time that marysville had won a league championship or when was the last time they won a district and we challenged them you know to leave their mark on the program and as we went along eventually our scouting report said you know the last time that we won a regional was never and so um, the girls were excited for the chance to do that and just to you know, to try and carry on the legacy of some really good teams that have been here before, you know, some during my time. And then a lot of them, even before we got here, we've had just uh, a lot of great basketball players come through Marysville High School. So uh, to get the chance to win the first regional ever was just a, a compliment to all the people that have come before us and been working hard for all those years. People just heard my story right before we got into this conversation about the last group that played for a regional championship with Marysville High School girls basketball. That group included Peyton Husson, Devin Valco, and Shannon Curley. Did you happen to hear from them or any of the other Marysville players from the past after you won the championship? Yes. Well, in fact, um, Shannon Curley and Natalie Curley uh, have been – they helped coach our JV team this year. They're back around in town. They finished up their college. And so uh, they're, we have coach Rick Denardin that does our JV team. And then they joined him this season and uh, we're assistant coaches and they, you know, they pour their heart and soul into that role. And so uh, they've been, you know, coming to uh, all the games throughout the year and uh, supporting us and other uh, previous players I got to some of them reached out with text or uh, you know online through messaging and then some I got a chance to just see in person and catch up with them and all of them were just really happy for the group of girls that we have now and 
uh, to see that, you know, they, they elevated the program while they were here and they're happy to see the next group try and keep carrying on their legacy. I actually did not know that about Shannon Curley. So how awesome was it that you guys got to celebrate this on the sidelines, somebody that you coached and is now working with you on your staff? Just uh, like the coaching is tough at times, but the people that you get to meet is what makes it all worthwhile. And so uh, the chance to, you know, that's the ultimate compliment to have one of your former players come back and want to be involved in the program and give back to the program that they helped build. And so uh, that's just, that was the, the coolest thing ever as a coach to keep, keep in contact with the former players. And then uh, when they want to be a part of the next generation, it's just uh, definitely very rewarding. As a coach, how good does it make you feel to know that you've made an impact on somebody that they've kept in touch with you all these years and you got to share a special moment, not just in your career, but something that's a part of them too, being from this community? Yeah, I think, you know, we, I've, one of our other, some of our other former players, you know, came and they all, came, a lot of them came back at our alumni game this year and um, they gave our girls a great run. And so like, um, and then like a Gabby Fogarty's era and Lydia Sodden, which they had some, they won the Mac tournament, you know, not too many years ago. And then, uh, Anna Fair was one of our players a couple years ago and she had just a little break from the coast guard and where she works now. And, and she came in and was helping us at our practices. And so, uh, just quite a few different girls come when they can. And, uh, that's just the, you know, the coolest thing ever to, to see them want to keep coming in the gym and working with the, this group of girls as well. Getting back to my story that I did on you guys back in 2016, that was also the last year that Marysville had won a district championship in girls basketball. When you were getting ready for this season, you knew that you had to earn that success because not only did you get that district championship this year, you also won your league and you won the blue and gold tournament this year in the Macomb Area Conference. How many of those goals did you feel like were attainable going in? Well, the girls always you know, set their goals before the season starts. And, uh, you know, they definitely included, we, we had our holiday tournament and uh, PH played a great game and we had a close one. We lost by three points in that holiday tournament. And uh, that definitely helped us just improve as a team going through that. And uh, you know, we, we played down at the Motor City Classic and we, the, the game wasn't looking too good. And then at the end of the game, you know, Kara Miller got a sweet steal, dove on the floor, passed it ahead to Madeline Smith and she made a shot. And then we ended up you know, going ahead at the end of that game. So throughout the season, we've had a lot of close tough tight games and and then that continued on with the mac tournament lakeview had beat us by three points at our place and then we got a chance to you know you don't usually get to rematch a team that's not in your league we got a chance to face them again and uh, that was really cool and then for districts st Clair and marine city are both excellent teams and well coached and we had to play them both for a third time in the season and both of them were just battles and um, those games could have went either way. Both teams, you know, played their hearts out and left everything on the floor. And we were fortunate to, enough to make a few plays down the stretch, but there's a lot of, a lot of, um, good basketball games that you could have watched. Yeah. You had an amazing run this year. This year's group started out just three and two. You lost a close game to Port Huron 
and then you go on a 19-game winning streak. What was it about that particular loss to Port Huron that really kicked your team into gear? Well, I mean, this I'd, I'd say that game, we they didn't like, the girls didn't like the feeling after that game, but I thought they did play hard, but we didn't necessarily play our best, but that was a credit to PH. You know, they played terrific defense, and, uh, you know, they they made – the game difficult and so we knew we had to get better at at uh, those things and so uh just this the group resolve of this team has has been amazing you know having the eight seniors uh the girls never you know get never got two up or two down they just kept working hard we never had one bad practice throughout the season we had great senior leadership throughout and including our captains anna Oles and caitlin kane and both of those girls are four-year varsity players and they were not only them but the whole team was itching for more because last year you know we missed a good chunk of our season like everybody started late but then we had to get a COVID pause right before districts and so uh, we just really have been focusing since the the COVID time of uh, don't take any game or practice or time for granted and to enjoy what we're doing and to enjoy each other. Once you got into the playoffs, your first couple of wins were just by a couple of points. I mean, you won those games against St. Clair and Marine City. And like you said, those games were tight. But these were games that also went in your guys' favor in getting that district championship. What did you make of the way that your girls were able to grind it out in the postseason and be successful? Well, I've just been amazed by them you know, throughout, throughout the season. Uh, it started, I think... We had a game like that against Lakeview in the in the MAC championship game, and then we had to keep winning uh, against uh, St. Clair Marine City to have a chance to win our league, and then we had to do it again in the districts. And so uh, there was a lot of important, meaningful games each step of the way, and uh, these girls just had you know they just were wanted to soak up every minute of their senior season and. We just uh, talked about play for each other, and you can do amazing things when you when you do that. And that's this group was a perfect uh, epitome of playing for each other. Not only did you guys win your division in the Macomb Area Conference, but by the time you make it to the regional championship, you're the last team in that conference for girls basketball to be playing in the month of March, you made it further than anybody else in that conference. What does it mean to you guys to know that you represented the conference in the state playoffs like that? Yeah. um, Well, we're just really fortunate. There's some outstanding teams in the Mac and historically the Macs had like the, the teams have had some success, you know, Cosmo won a state championship. I think uh, Gross Point North did before and, so there's, there's a lot of good history of basketball um, in our conference, and so we we're happy to do the best that we could uh, to, keep, to keep our local area going. And a lot of coaches from the division reached out and wished us well and wished us luck, and uh, that was really cool to see. And uh, these girls, like I've got quite a few of them that played softball as well. They've had success in softball. They've had success in volleyball. And so they, they know how to, you know, they know how to play in the postseason and how to prepare. And 
they just they, they're ready to give their best when their best is needed. When you get to the regional championship game, you beat Lake Fenton by 10 points. You beat them 61 to 51 for the first time in school history. You're bringing home a regional championship. What were you feeling as that win and the entire celebration that followed played out? Uh, well, I mean, our girls, they came out on fire in that game. It was, we didn't, we didn't call one play for the first probably five minutes of the game. And the girls just went out there and, played their hearts out and they got off to a great start. We knew, and we had a good lead at halftime, but we knew Lake Fenton is a fantastic team and they were going to come back and punch, come out and punch back in the second half and that they did. And uh, it did get closer, but our girls just kept making plays and that's a big credit uh, to them. And they just left their hearts on the floor in that game. And uh, afterwards, I definitely, uh, you know, teared up a bit just watching the girls smile and, have fun and celebrate and uh, being able to make school history and to have that special memory with each other uh, was just very, very cool to see them get the chance to do that. Aside from cutting down the nets, how did you guys celebrate that historic win? We went in the locker room and I owed them some special dance that I was very bad at, but I did that for them. (laughs) I hope there's video of this. Uh, I hope not. I, I tried to make sure there was not. Uh, anybody knows that would not be a good thing to see. Um, but so, you know, we just, yeah, we just were able to celebrate in the locker room. And then uh, we didn't always have a bus, you know, this year or even through COVID. And we made sure that we could take the bus there and back for all our games in the playoffs so that we could just enjoy those moments with each other. And so I'm sure the girls will never forget the bus ride home uh, after that, just uh, having people send them all kind of messages and singing some songs and, just enjoying that time to spend with each other. I am so glad you got to experience that because I have been a part of the St. Clair County community for a number of years before I moved out here to Orion Township. So I had been waiting to see Marysville make it this far. Like I said, I've uh, covered you guys in the past. I was very happy to see that you finally got over that hump. So now we get to the state quarterfinals. You play Detroit Country Day. That is the same team you ran into back in 2016 in the regionals. They ended your season back then. You knew you were going to be in for a very tough fight in this one. But it's also the first time that you've ever been on this stage before. And it was a first for the entire Marysville community to be on this particular level. What was it like just going into this game? Well, first off, I do want to thank you for all your support through the years. I when you were here covering us, I enjoyed uh, the time to get to know you. And I appreciate your time and attention and care that you have given to spotlight, you know, our, not only our teams, but all the, all the athletes that work with you, wherever you're stationed. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, you've got and it. You've got it all the way, my man. I much appreciate it. And then uh, for the quarterfinal um, in, in this, this goes for the Lake Fenton game too. Uh, for Lake Fenton, we had a, a fan bus, that went down. Um, and I think there was maybe even two fan buses. And so I've been here a long time. I haven't seen too many times where there would be two fan buses that would want to come and support. Um, and so, uh, the, the, they were a huge part of that game they, the atmosphere was amazing. They came in and they the stands are huge at Ortonville, but they, they had, a uh, they were loud and, uh, cheering us on throughout the game. And, um, 
we had some local communities or some local businesses that stepped up and helped, you know, pay for the cost. The cost is really expensive this year for the, for the, buy the tickets for the students. And so they helped um, defray some of the costs and give them some pizza for their bus ride. And so uh, that was, that was really cool to see. And then when we got to the quarterfinals, we had three buses, which was amazing. And uh, just the school spirit and camaraderie was outstanding. They came in there and, and brought a buzz to the building and uh, like a lot of the other, a lot of the, the people that were there were in their tryouts for their spring sports and coaches were rearranging their tryout schedules just so that they could come down and support us at the game, which was the coolest thing ever. So our administrative support and our, our just school-wide support was just outstanding. And in that game against Country Day, um, we played, we, we started out slow and then we clawed back in and then uh, we got down quite a bit before halftime. And one girl went off and made, you know, a bunch of three pointers. And so things were definitely looking bleak. Uh, and then in the second half, our girls could have packed in the tents against a really good team. And they didn't do that. They came and battled back and uh, they turned it from our deficit actually even grew to 23 points in the third quarter. And by the end of the game, we cut it down to, to one point and then we cut it down to three again and we had the ball. And, and so just the heart of the girls, you should have seen all the plays that they were making, whether it was, um, you know, Caitlin Kane driving to the basket and knocking down free throws, Kara Miller hitting some huge three-point shots, uh, Anna Oles taking a charge, Avery Walters defense, like they, every girl stepped up, they were diving on the floor and coming up with a loose ball with one hand while somebody was laying on top of them, like just the effort there was so, like something I've never seen before. And to ha for them to have that heart and battle and will to come back in that game and give them a ch themselves a chance to win was something like I've never seen before. It was amazing. Well, like I said, I was so thrilled to see you guys make it this far. And I was scoreboard watching. I was constantly refreshing my Twitter feed during uh, that game. And when I saw that you guys were down at 1.23, I thought, oh, no, Detroit Country Day is going to do this again. And then later I saw that you guys had actually made that comeback. You came all the way back from down 23 at one point, I was really thrilled to see them make that kind of comeback. That's what you want to see when you've got a group of eight seniors that know that a loss, and this is not only the end of the season, but it's the end of the road. So to see them go out like that was really something special. What did you say to them after the game? Well, that, that locker room was not easy, that's for sure. It's even you know hard to think about it now. But I just I mainly told them that like if they would have won the game, they would have made you no know, more school history and that would have been awesome. But I wouldn't have been able to have been any more proud of them than what they did in coming back from that deficit and, and uh, the heart and effort that and toughness that they displayed um, that I was more proud of them doing that than I would have been, even if we would have won. Uh, it just says a lot about their character and what kind of people they are. Up next, Coach Ratchie talks about the players who made history for the Marysville girls basketball team. When my wife and I moved to Lake Orion four years ago, we had to do two things, get to know the area 
and find great pizza. That's when we met Sheldon. Sheldon's the kindest guy you'll meet in Orion Township. His heart is as big as his pizzas, and once you order one, you'll see why Sheldon is our guy for pizza time. Sheldon Street Pizza is located at 3667 Baldwin Road across from the Great Lakes Athletic Club. You can look them up online at sheldonstreetpizza.com. Sheldon is ready to serve you the best pizza, breadsticks, and sandwiches that are always made fresh when you order them. Sheldon Street Pizza, more than just pizza. And that's a Duff said. Fourth Coast Cider Works is the place to be for hard cider in Oakland County. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast is quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Stop by Fourth Coast and try some of their many flavors on tap. You can also take some home in a can or a howler. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. The best hard cider is on the Fourth Coast. And that's a Duff said. Not available for anybody under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. Once again, I want to say thank you so much for hitting the play button on this podcast. And that includes two very special listeners, Michelle and Bethany. They recently became patrons of A Duff Set. Now, for as little as $2 a month or $24 a year, you can help this show to continue to grow and provide the content that you enjoy. And if you become a patron of A Duff Said, we have got a lot of great gifts in store for you. We've got bumper stickers. We've got t-shirts. Heck, I'll even record your voicemail message. So if you're having trouble ever figuring out what to say, I'll say it for you. And that's A Duff Said. If you'd like to become a patron of A Duff Said, all you got to do is go to patron.podbean.com backslash A Duff Said. Eight seniors on this group. I want to give you a chance to talk about how important they were to this program. And really, who were these special individuals? Well, we have... Uh, Caitlin Kane is our, one of our senior captains. And like I said, she's a four-year player. And uh, Caitlin was our leading scorer throughout the season. And she can score inside. She can score outside. And she's great at defense. And, like, you watch the game, and she's very unselfish player. And uh, she really improved this year on, like, getting her teammates involved because, obviously, Caitlin was a big uh, focus of other teams' scouting reports. And so – uh, sometimes it would be like a quiet 18 points. Like you knew at the end, you look at this box score and just saw uh, everything she did to help us. And she's just got a will to compete and uh, just making clutch shots and clutch free throws down the stretch. Uh, was just something to behold. And then Anna Oles, uh, another senior captain that's been up here for four years. And Anna is outstanding at defense outstanding at rebounding. Uh, she really um, picked up her scoring pace for us this year. And uh, sometimes that was inside with some sweet moves, but also she hit some really, really big three-point shots for us. That turned the game. We were in a tough spot against St. Clair the first time on the road and in some other games too. Like uh, she started us out great in our district game, just come out firing. So, and Anna, Anna's always taking charges for us too. It's not easy to get 
girls to put their body on the line for the team, and Anna would always do that. And then uh, Madeline Smith was another starter, and she's as feisty and tough as they come. She will drive you know, to the basket, and she'll get bumped by everybody or fouled, and she doesn't care. She just goes in and puts her body on the line for her team. Uh, she's one of our better passers, and uh, she's just you know tough as nails on both ends of the court. And then Gracie Fogarty really gave us a huge lift whenever she came into the court. She never met a rebound that she didn't want to go chase down. She kind of reminds me a little bit of Dennis Robin. Like she just <laughs> thinks that every rebound should be hers, even though she's not that tall. She just, she goes to get it. And she did that for us every day in practice, which made us a lot better. She did that for us in the games too. And she didn't always look to score, but she made some huge, huge shots for us in our postseason. sometimes on the break and sometimes uh, just getting to the free throw line. And she's an outstanding free throw shooter and like she plays great defense too. And then Addison Wallace, she ended up getting injured this year and hurt her knee. She had to get surgery. And um, so that was tough to see her have to miss out on a good chunk of her senior year. But she kept coming to every practice. She'd go to therapy after school and then come to practice right afterwards. And she'd help us any way that she could in practices and in the games. And uh, before she got hurt, you know, she was she really – was running the floor for us well, and she's a really good shooter, uh, and we've got one of the best shot picks in the country. And uh, we did get a chance to to get her out on the court on senior night. We uh, talked to the other team, and they got to make a layup, and then we we got to let Addison start, and we were able to pass it to her, and she scored a layup and got out on the court one more time. So that was really cool. And then uh, Sydney Hilgendorf, another senior. Uh, she's outstanding defense and she did that for us in practice every second. I can't remember another player I've coached that, that was like a 10 out of 10 on our defensive effort every second of every practice. And we always usually need to try and coax that out of somebody and Sydney brought it every time. And she also has an outstanding shot fake. Uh, she would get to the basket for us and um, she made some big important shots as well. And she definitely was flying around, getting steals and contesting shots. She was everywhere for us on defense. And then Lauren Wilson, another senior. And Lauren just makes things happen when she's on the court on both ends. It seems like she never makes a mistake. She's always in position on defense, and she could keep anybody in front of her, whether they were the biggest girl or the smallest girl on the other team. Uh, she'd fly up from behind and get back tips. And she was she's not tall either, but she would – fight for every rebound for her team that, that uh, she could get and just getting her hands and getting deflections. And just when you watch her play, like she's just always making things happen for her team on the court. And then Ray Perry, uh, Ray's, I've never seen anybody love basketball more than Ray. Uh, she walks into the gym and the ball racks anywhere within sight. She, she's like flies over there like the Tasmanian devil and she's got a ball in her hands and she's got like 20 shots up before anybody else can even tie their shoelaces. And uh, she just loves the game of basketball. She was actually our leading scorer in one of our games against Sterling Heights. And she is always like diving on the floor and getting steals and uh, getting rebounds for us. And she works super hard uh, every second that she's out there as well. 
Well, that is an amazing group of young women, and you guys not only made a big addition to the trophy case at Marysville, how excited are you for you and the girls to know that when you walk into the gym from here on out, you can walk in there and see that the year 2022 has been put up on the banner for girls basketball under that part that says regional championships. Well, that's, uh, I would be remiss if I, I meant to mention this earlier, but I did want to um, talk a little bit about our coaching staff and coach Ryan Bewer was uh, my assistant this year. And he was, he, he used to be the boys coaching boys varsity coach for a, for a while. And he's, his knowledge of the game is impeccable and his dedication and work ethic is uh, amazing. And he was a huge part of our success the last couple of years and, and this year included, and the girls love working with him and his knowledge of the game is unparalleled. And then coach Rick Denardin is our JV coach and he is a consummate teacher of the game. He loves basketball and being in the gym and all his time and effort. He coached almost all the girls that we have on varsity now uh, when they were younger and taught them all, you know, the right way to do everything, both on the court and off the court. And um, I, I would like to mention also, you know, Brian Guizdala was our freshman coach and Glenn McBride, our eighth grade coach. And Kristen Kreiner is now our seventh grade coach. And I have just been surrounded by some amazing talent and dedicated people. And so I want to give them uh, a tip of my cap for, and a big thank you for all that they, they, they did uh, for these girls throughout their careers. And so they're, they're a big part of what we did too. And so I hope that when they come in and see the banner, they feel every much as a, a part of it as everybody else. And just the chance uh, to make that memory that they'll always have, they'll always be able to remember this season and think about all the effort they put into this season, uh, but not only that, all the time building up their skills in the years before. And so uh, it's just going to be really exciting to, to have a number up there finally because there's been a lot of really, really good teams uh, through Marysville and to have one that's going to have that number up there uh, to carry on with the teams before us built is just uh, the coolest thing ever. Like we talked about at the beginning of this conversation, you've been coaching at Marysville for 21 years now. 19 of those years you've spent at the varsity level. What is it about this school and the community that made a guy from nearby Port Huron want to come to Marysville? And what has made this job so special for you? Well, I had, yeah, when I was applying for jobs, I had one with uh, Marysville and then one of my references actually was from Port Huron, my old school. And when they called my reference, uh, Port Huron offered a job as well. So I had, I had uh, some really good, you know, schools to, to uh, pick from. And I ended up going to Marysville just because of the subject I was teaching lined up a little bit more with um, what I, what I was, went to school for, but uh, just it's nice for, to be local. I've got, um, family here. And so I wanted to be able to stay close to them. My sisters were really young when I started and I wanted to be able to see them grow up and, and uh, see the rest of my family. And 
Um, I I don't have like personal personal family right now, and so like the all the players that I got to coach and the coaches I got to work with that that is my extended family, and I just take that um, to heart and really appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, Tom Valco was was another uh, varsity boys coach, and he came over to our program and helped. Uh, for a few years when his daughters were in the program and he definitely helped transform uh, everything that we were doing and build us up into uh, a program that could be consistent through the years. And so I give him a lot of credit for that. And I learned many things uh, from working with him. And obviously his daughters were uh, outstanding basketball players and uh, outstanding people. And so the thing that just kept me doing it was the chance to work with coaches. Like I just mentioned several of mine and to work with players like I had ever since I've been here and through the years. And so I thought it would never be a waste of time if you spent your time trying to like help somebody else. So I just wanted to uh, take, take whatever I could to try and help, help these uh, players have a chance to be successful and, to, you know, learn some, learn some life skills and how to work hard at things and uh, just try and share the knowledge that I have. And uh, they honestly teach me just as much as I've, I've uh, tried to teach them. And so I consider myself extremely lucky and it's uh, not a guarantee that you could make it this long uh, in the career. And I feel bad for some of the girls that play both softball and basketball because they can't escape me, but uh, I've been I've been really blessed and fortunate with the people that I got a chance to work with, and uh, that's what it's all about the relationships that you form, and um, it's just really been an honor to uh, spend my time and career here at Marysville, and it's a terrific school and terrific community. We have just amazing parental support. Uh, every game, there's a parent for all the every girl there, whether she's a starter or not. In the, in the stands supporting her. Uh, and that's not the case necessarily at many schools. And so we just got just some, some awesome families and some awesome support. And, uh, you know, what a pleasure it's been. Yeah, like you were saying, you don't get a break this spring. You've been coaching the softball team for just as many years as you've been coaching the girls' basketball team. But this is new territory for the softball team as well because – Usually around this time, you had that time to uh, prepare for the season because you'd never made it as far as you did in basketball. And so you're one of those many coaches now that's had to put that on hold to continue to coach basketball. So now that you've had a chance to work with the softball team, what is this year's team going to look like? Well, I did want to give credit to my assistant coach in softball, Sean Winston. And he was a former baseball head coach. So as you can see, I always try and be the worst coach in my program and surround myself with awesome other people. And I've been really, uh, you know, fortunate in that regard. So Coach Winston uh, and Coach Bree Dussler, who does our JV, uh, they they worked really hard with getting the girls started during tryouts while we were still focusing on basketball. I tried to uh, get there when I could, but they were really the ones that were that had it up and running. And last year in softball with our run that we had, um, we finished our season. And then the next day we went to basketball team camp 
And so it's happened on both ends of the spectrum now. So I didn't get to go to basketball until after softball was over last year. And then this year I went to softball after basketball finished. And so you know, those are really good problems to have. And it's a big credit to the girls in both those programs that are giving us a chance to you know, play these extra games and make these uh, special memories. And uh, this year's softball team, you know, we lost some very important pieces off of last year's team. Kirsten Smith is, is playing at Lord's University, and she's uh, off to a great start. And she was an outstanding pitcher and hitter for us last year. And Cat Perrin's playing at Adrian, and she was a phenomenal hitter and fielder for us. And then uh, Mackenzie Smith's actually bowling at Cornerstone, and uh, she, she helped us beat – uh, St. Clair with a game-winning hit at the end of the game last year. So, uh, and as much as we miss them as uh, softball players, just the the kind of people they were and positive people and smile on their faces, we miss that a lot. Uh, that being said, we do have uh, the rest of the team returning plus some new faces that we're adding. And I think uh, the softball the softball team we moved up uh, a league, and it's definitely going to be a challenge. Uh, throughout the season, but we're looking forward to that, and we have some terrific girls to work with, and they've been working hard. We only we live in Michigan. We got outside twice so far, and now it's spring break, and then we come back and we have games pretty fast. So, uh, but these girls have been working a lot in their off season as well, and so uh, we're looking forward to uh, getting going in softball. You know, Ryan, you remind me of a quote that I made up for myself many years ago, and that is, if you surround yourself with successful people, success will find you. Certainly, you have done that at Marysville. And with these kids that you have that you're going to be coaching with softball, how many of them are coming over from the basketball team? Six girls from our uh, basketball team are, are playing softball. So I've got a feeling that those six girls that are coming over from the basketball team to the softball team, they know they can make history at Marysville. In fact, they just did that on the court. And I got a feeling these girls are going to be playing with a lot of confidence and a lot of swagger for you on the diamond, knowing that if they can accomplish that in basketball, they know that they can produce big things for you out on the diamond as well. Yes, I think, I think uh, you know, they're – it's all about the work that you put in and uh, these girls are not, they don't shy away from uh, work and they're very mentally strong and they just try to keep improving every day and you don't have to drag that out of them. They, they want that and they work for that. And so uh, that's, you know, that's the kind of player that you would like that you're very fortunate to coach and um, I'm excited to see what they continue to do, but they're definitely uh, experienced in the postseason in both sports and uh, they're hard workers and they want to improve and they're very smart and uh, they listen and they just play with confidence and they play for each other. And that's all that you can ask for. So, um, you know, we're excited to see what we can do this softball season as well. I can't wait to see some of your box scores this spring. I'm looking forward to continuing uh, to follow you both on the diamond and on the hardwood next season. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish. Ryan, you have been a big supporter of mine over the years. I've always appreciated that. And you know, I've always been a big supporter of yours as well at Marysville. 
and I wish you all the best to you and your kids moving forward. Well, you know, Duff, I, I certainly appreciate you as a as a reporter and a media person, uh, the care that you put into covering our athletes, and you know, um, just you do a fantastic job of capturing what what has transpired and what kind of people they are. I enjoyed looking back at your video that you made with uh, Peyton and Devin a few years ago. And there's a lot of memories in that you've been able to capture both through video and through words and pictures. And so thank you for sharing your talents with us. And uh, you have, I've enjoyed like anytime I got to talk to you about sports or just about life. And so I you know, think uh, you're one of the people that I stay in coaching for is to get a chance to meet and work with somebody just like you. So uh, thank you for, for your support for Marysville and for myself and for our team. That's what this, yeah, that's what this show is all about. I'm excited for anybody that you cover, whether it's the players or the coaches, because you do a first-class job of that. And thank you again for sharing your talents with everybody that's around you. And that's a Duff Said. Many thanks once again to Marysville girls basketball coach Ryan Ratchie for being on the show this week. Also want to send thanks to the Marysville community Now, if you're hearing this podcast for the very first time, or if you have been listening but haven't become a subscriber yet, all you have to do is download the app for Podbean and become a subscriber. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow this show by going to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can also get the latest info on this show and many other sports updates by going to my Facebook page, sports journalist Duff Tyler. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Duff Tyler. Until next time, this is Duff Tyler, reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true, because that's what a Duff said.